Welcome to the MTB Tribe Podcast, your trail map for the world of mountain biking. And now, I'll introducing your host, Gareth Beckett. Howdy, mountain bikers. Thanks for being here, and welcome to episode 174 of the MTB Tribe Podcast. I'm here, as always, to help you find out more about mountain biking, how to go on the trails, keep you stoked, and hopefully learn a little more about mountain biking and the people involved. So thanks so much for being here this week, and thanks for tuning in to the podcast. Now, this week is part one of a short series I am running about the new members of the Chain Reaction Cycles Belfast race team. And uh, it was great to get up to Chain Reaction quite recently and chat with Dave up there, the store manager, and just chat a little bit about the team and how they've changed the team about this year. New members, a couple of new faces, and what they're planning to do with the race team throughout the season. So it was great to get up and chat with Dave. We got talking about one thing and another and we came to an agreement that we thought it would be a good idea to bring the members on the podcast and have a chat about how they feel about being on the Chain Reaction Belfast team, how it came about, everything like that and how it's kind of changed their focus maybe on the upcoming 2021 race season, what they have planned, what the training schedules are like, all this kind of stuff just to give us all a bit more of an insight into what it takes to be a member of a team, what kind of an athlete they're looking for, how you can get kind of chosen for this kind of thing and what you need to be doing to get people like Chain Reaction and anybody really that's wanting to have a race team locally here in Ireland, anybody at all, um, what you need to do to get noticed and get on such a team. So it was great this week because we're chatting to Chris Brown. Now, Chris was on the podcast back at the end of September 2019, episode 106. And I got Chris on then basically to chat about the race season he just had because he came from a trials background and jumped on a mountain bike maybe about three or four months before he started a race. But it was his first race season, racing Enduros, and he had an absolutely phenomenal season. Lots of podiums, lots of first places. So we chatted to him about that. But he's now, since then, that's about... A year and a half ago. So things have changed a lot for Chris. So we get him on, we chat to him about how things have changed over that time, what it's like being part of the Chain Reaction Cycles Belfast race team, what's he expecting for the race season coming up now in 2021, all that good stuff. So without further ado, let's get Chris on the podcast or let's welcome Chris back on the podcast and let's hear more about the excitement he has for the upcoming race season. Hey Chris, welcome back to the MTB Tribe podcast. How's things with you, bro? Hi Gareth. Yeah, everything's fantastic. Thank you for having me back on the show. No, no worries, man. I, and I wanted to get you on because you have some exciting news uh, to chat about there. A few things that have happened over the last... Well, let's see. You were on episode back... 106. 106 was your episode, and that was about 15 or 16 months ago, believe it or not. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't actually it doesn't seem like that long ago, to be fair. <laughs> no, cool. And I remember, right, I remember when I was chatting to you in that episode that you had been doing so well that, that year that I said, if I had a mountain bike team, I would sign you, <laughs> you did, to yeah. a race team. Do you remember that? Yeah. I remember, I remember you saying that, and I remember there was a few other bits and pieces we said there before I come along <laughs> to, yeah. 
But here, chain reaction cycles Belfast. They beat me to it. They did, yeah. They got in there before you, before you had a chance to start one up. Aye, dirty dogs, dirty dogs. <laughs> Hopefully I'll get a wee backhander from that, but probably not. <laughs> <laughs> um, but here, exciting news, bro. So you're on the you're on the chain reaction cycles team for twenty twenty one, I suppose, by the time the racing starts. Um how excited are you about that? Yeah, really excited. I'm really looking forward to getting sort of stuck into everything next year and fair enough, twenty twenty's been a bit of a, a bad year for everyone in general and life and, and the racing but at the end of it I sort of have have something something's good schemes from it for myself and looking forward to the year ahead now for it all yeah for sure man for sure now tell me when they were speaking to you did they say chris i heard your interview on the mtb tribe podcast and uh them boys were wanting to assign you to a team so would you come on with us was did it go that kind of way <laughs> no <laughs> I can't say I use that those words. No. <laughs> How did it all happen? Did they get in contact with you, or did you reach out? What was the what was the scenario there? Yeah, the, the guys at the CRC uh, <clears throat> reached out to me and contacted me, and uh, went down and went down and had a meeting with the guys from the, the store and the guys from CRC uh, over a bit of lunch and stuff, and and uh, they left it all with me then because obviously this year I've been getting supported by the guys at Norman Spikes and mm-hmm. I didn't get a bit of help there with everything so after I went down and had a meeting with them we left it for a week or two and I went and spoke to the guys there and and made sure everything was kept right with everyone uh, in that way I made sure everyone was happy with what was going to go on and and then about a week or two after the, the original meeting they, they sent me the, the contract and I signed a, signed a dotted line and that was it that was just good to go there. Yeah, cool. And like, were you surprised to get that phone call? To be to be fair, I was, yeah, because with everything that obviously went on in twenty twenty, with them they're not being fair enough. We had for the first track guys ran two races over one weekend over the Saturday and Sunday, but mm-hmm. we didn't really have a a year's racing to. I don't know, I suppose to, for me to do more myself forever for the guys that were already on the team to to get their year and another their year's racing at that again. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. so I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't really, I was expecting everything to just to roll on roll over for twenty twenty one and and uh, things stay as they were and carry on and see what then came from what I did in twenty twenty one results wise and everything and then just see what came from that really because it's because we haven't really had a, a racing in 2020, things probably aren't that different from last time I spoke to you, results-wise, race-wise, because we haven't done a whole a whole lot there, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is, for me, still pretty amazing. As I think I've still only got, I think I've only a hand for the mountain bike races still under my belt. Like I've only maybe, I think, eight races or ten races I've ever done on a mountain bike. So it's, that's that that whole side of it's pretty pretty amazing to me and, and uh i'm thankful they've got the they got the opportunity early on here and see if we can make the most of it and make something happen yeah yeah it's cool but you had such a strong 2019 season i think you know obviously that's really good and you only kind of getting into it at that time as well you know i'm sure chain reaction 
obviously knew your results there and were speaking to people that knew you and knew how well you had done. So I think 2020 was a washout for a lot of people. And I think you'd only done a couple of races 2020, not right? The the Vitus first tracks enduro round one and two, I think. Yeah, the only because of because of everything how everything happened, there only was round one and round two, which was just round one was a Saturday and round two was on the Sunday. But to be fair, I got I finished third overall and both on both on the, the round one and round two on the Saturday and Sunday. Mm-hmm. So I had two solid results there, which I was very happy with. So that kind of I think that sort of carried on from twenty nineteen. I'd I'd put a lot yeah. of effort in over the winter because I now knew that this is what I was doing, this is what I wanted to do. And I think last time I spoke to you, I said that now that we knew that this was the route we were going to go down, that I wanted to put the effort in and just get stuck into a bit of training and, again, learn a lot more on the bike and everything. And I think that really, that, that showed in those couple of rounds, those couple of rounds we did do this year that uh, improved to myself that I can still, I can be, I can be right up there and, and carry that all on. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, you know, 2020 has been a hard year for a lot of people because of the COVID thing, obviously. Uh, motivation's been difficult for a lot of people, you know, because a lot of people need the scene to be there and, and need to know the race on certain dates to, to stay motivated. And when that gets cancelled below you, it, you know, it can kind of deflate a lot of people's tyres, if you if you know what I mean. Um, yeah, it, I, I probably... I felt that as well because you're you were aiming you're you're you were going for your winter training and aiming for a date in April as your first first round racing and then you knew all your dates after that and what all your aims were and your targets were to, to be what stage you wanted to be at physically and uh, for for those dates and when everything just kept being chopped and changed and there wasn't a goal to aim for it uh, it did get it got hard to motivate yourself, especially mm. even with, with gyms closed and all that sort of stuff. But we were quite lucky at home that we had a few bits and pieces. And to be fair, over lockdown at the start, there wasn't a whole lot you could do. So you might as well get stuck into a bit of training in the home gym and made things happen and got out on the road bike and done spins like that there that you were allowed to do when the weather was good. So it, it was there was pros and cons to everything. I think everyone... I've seen that in 2020 with the whole COVID situation, mm, to be honest. Yeah. yeah, and you know, you have a full-time career there as well. Uh, you're an aeronautical engineer, not right? Yeah. 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 Were you Were you on furlough? Were you at home? No, I was I was unlucky. I haven't had a chance to be on furlough. I would have liked a lot of weeks off to chill out in the, in the sun over lockdown and go for road cycles and do all that stuff, but yeah. no, I haven't. I've uh, from from a, the day after lockdown was announced, we uh, the pick up a, a computer and monitors and stuff from from work and bring them home. And I've been I've been working from home ever since. I still am working from home. Uh, we haven't been back into our office and been back been back doing any anything uh, yeah. on site at all. So that's been a big change. But again, that I I would say that's quite a positive change for myself uh it sits it sits this lifestyle or it sits mm-hmm. my lifestyle a lot more when you're not having the you're not having the commute uh, and you've more you've more free time to yourself you've more time for training it's not like you're having to stay late in an office and you come home and you come home and have your dinner and you sit down and the last thing you want to do is get up on a cold miserable night and 
go down to the gym and get stuck into some training. But when you're at home, it was I felt it's been it's been easier. I mean, better for myself to, to do that yeah. and get stuck into stuff and had more time for it. Yeah, yeah, very good. And like, as far as work go, do you have to be on your PC and stuff from a certain time in the morning? Do you have to like clock in and clock out type of stuff? Or? No, it's it's been pretty. In work, we we're on flexi time anyway, so my hours are I can start between seven o'clock in the morning and half nine. Uh, and I can finish between half three and quarter past six. Is my that would be my normal hours if it was in the office, clocking mm-hmm. in and out. There, that's the same hours at home. And when I've been in the office, I always I start. I've always started uh, between seven and half seven in the morning, which got me out of work around half three every day, which mm-hmm. is pretty good. Uh, at home, it's the same start. It's the same hours. We're not. There's no way to clock in or clock out in in that way. Uh, so it's you're still doing your flexi hours, but it has been a bit more flexible. As in, you can say even now when there's with the weather's bad or it's the dark nights come in at four o'clock at lunchtime. If I want to go for a run or go for something and do a, do a bit of training while we have a bit of daylight, I can go and do it, and then I can come back in and spend an extra hour, extra hour and a half in the evening catching up and maybe that that time i'd lost during the day which isn't possible that that isn't possible to do that in the office yeah no that's pretty cool that's pretty cool in a way helps you yeah even the other side of it as well is it's uh you're saving a fortune (laughs) we're not not having to commute in and out we're not having to commute in and out of work and and all that stuff so to be fair i've saved quite a lot of money this year and to be fair this year in general, I haven't done very much driving because there hasn't been events. There hasn't we were in a lockdown. We couldn't drive anywhere and do stuff. So we also probably saved quite a lot of money this year compared to a normal year. Yeah, it's just a lot more spare cash to spend on bike parts. <laughs> that's, that's basically it. Yeah, <laughs> spending, uh, and spending stuff you probably don't really need, but you sure I'll treat myself this time. I. That that's for sure. Like one thing about the mountain bike guys is money's in one hand and it's out the other very soon. You know, <laughs> it just disappears every time. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's it. Well, let's chat a little bit more about Chain Reaction, the Belfast crew. There, they're a good bunch of guys. Like, um, how did you go on with them initially when you went in for the interview? Was it very formal or was it quite casual? No, it was. It was very relaxed. It was just literally. Uh, Met up at the store one lunchtime and went. Uh, I think it's a Bob. I think it's Bob and Bert's. Is there's a cafe. There's a cafe above the store. Just in the next shop along has a cafe above the store. Right. So we we went. We went and had uh, had had a bit of lunch and they went through everything with me and just explained. This is what's this is what's happening. Uh, we would like you. We'd like you to be on the team next year. Uh, explain the team has had a lot of various changes actually this year in general between uh, riders, bikes, uh, kit and a lot of stuff. So they've, they've changed quite a lot of stuff about. So they just went, they ran through what what was going to be the setup for 2021, uh, what you'd be, what you'd be getting, what you'd be doing and what they expect of you. And it was, it was pretty, it was, it was just like having a, having a chat with someone, having a catch up like me and you are now, uh, mm-hmm. that sort of way. And they ran free everything with me. So it was, it was pretty relaxed and, uh, it was, it was good that way. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And as far as support, like how are they supporting you? What are they, 
what kind of extra things do they help you with on race days and stuff like that? Did they go into all that kind of detail? Yeah, well, the guys at, the, at all the events here, north and south, so for the first tracks events and the, the gravity stuff, the CRC guys are there doing scrutineering and the mechanics are there uh, helping out anyone that needs anything. So that you have that support at every race, which is a that's a massive plus. Like we've there's the spares there, and you have two mechanics there at every race. So if you do have if something's happened in practice or something happens in race day, as a as a competitor yourself, you you're prepared in most ways you can. You do carry spares and you carry bits and pieces with you, but you're not carrying the amount of stuff them guys have. Like I haven't, I, I'm not going to carry a, a rear derailleur or rear mech or anything thing from a bike on me all, at all times at, at events it'd be nice but i'm not gonna have i'm not gonna have spent that money to, to have it there so mm-hmm. having those guys there that have the box of that covers everything that we might or could break on a bike and then have mechanics there takes a lot of pressure off stuff and if you're if you were down south for the gravity enduro and in practice day you had a spell or something happened and you broke something on the bike that would be kind of game over unless you could find a favour from someone around the paddock or a local bike shop maybe to to get bits and pieces. But having those guys there means that you're definitely going to get racing, and it does, it just takes it takes a lot of pressure off in general. And it's just a it's it's nice having that support from from them there. Yeah, like I had. It seems to be massive. I had we Oshin Callahan on the show a few weeks ago there. Um, yeah, and uh, you know he said that was one of the major difference he felt was having mechanics there to look after the bikes get the bikes set up dial the thing in a hundred percent you know they understand the bike perfectly all that stuff that seemed to be one of the one of the biggest supports that he got from being a part of that team and it's massive because he says he can then concentrate on racing not on repairing a puncture or tightening a set of spokes or fixing a brake or whatever it may be he can let the mechanics do that and do a better job than he probably would like do you think that along the same lines that you'll be able to concentrate on just racing getting your lines right and, and being fast and everything else yeah definitely for sure uh, the other side of it for me because i'm pretty new in the sport so even just having the sport of uh, people who have been ra- around the mountain bike scene for a lot longer than me, that's that's massive because I'm st- I'm still pretty new to all this. I'm still trying to soak a lot of stuff up and trying to learn mm. as much as I can. So even even having people there that are, you've got the mechanics there who are a lot more experienced and know a lot more about my bicycle mechanics than I do after I, only being a year, a year, two years in the sport. And even uh, having guy, the other guys in the team, uh, Hannah and have both been there for they've been they've raced for a lot longer than I have so just people like that there having more experience about how everything works and what happens it's that whole networking of people's makes a huge difference and just allows you to get on with what you want to do and I suppose then the other major part of it is you're moving on to a fresh bike as well like my bike last year I wasn't I was racing wasn't old it was a fantastic bike but it was now a, a year old so that's just stuff starting to wear out and those bits and pieces have had to start and spend money here and there and that sort of thing. Whereas now you're going on there, brand new, fresh bike, everything's tight and new and perfect on it. Mm. So you're able to get on to that and 
no matter what, even when I was riding trials bikes or enduro bikes or motorbikes or anything, you always get a confidence boost when you get on the brand new bike. There's something about getting on the brand new bike gives you a lift, gives you a confidence boost, and you just feel better within yourself and within your riding. So even even things like that there make a make a huge huge difference. Yeah, definitely. Let's chat about the bikes. Um, what have you guys got? So last year I think the team was on Vitus stuff, right? Yeah, the team for the last two seasons has been on, have been on Vitus and riding Vitus summits. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you've been. Well, I was going to say upgrade it. I don't know if that's the right word. <laughs> <laughs> it's but you're no, on nuke proofs, right? Yeah, we're on we're on the nuke proof uh, Mega Factory Edition uh, for 2021. I don't know if oh, both bikes are both brands are good. It's the sort of persona that comes with both brands, I suppose. Uh, people look at nuke proof as a the high end brand and and. Vitus is a sort of lower end stuff, but to be fair, the brand new Vitus that was brought out this for this year as well is one hell of a bike. That new Summits oh, has a fantastic looking, spec right? and it's a it's a fantastic bike, but it's still the same way that people view Nuke Proof as a, the high end. And to be to to be honest, it probably does ride better. Or ride, yeah, it probably does ride a bit better, but that comes down to personal preference as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know the Nuke Proof stuff. The geometry and all on it's really dialed. It's it definitely is a slight step up, I think, from the Vita stuff. You get what you pay for at the end of the day. Um, yeah, I never, never. Yeah, you get what you pay for. And to be fair, Nuke Proof is probably the most Nuke Proof Mega is the most decorated enduro bike over the last five, six years. Like it's what won three world titles, four world titles in the last four years or five years. Yeah. So. Yeah you know that you're on a new proof mega is probably the, has to be the best enduro bike there is on the market right now when you when you look at its results and what it's done and it's just been refined and refined design wise and geometry wise over the last number of years and this year is the same this is it's, it's a brand new it's a brand new design this year where they've taken what they had and refined it and made it better for this version four of the new proof mega mm-hmm. Yeah, it's cool, man. It, the actually Chain Reaction guys in Belfast lent me a Mega. Um, yeah, I'm going to go out on it the first for the first time tomorrow, actually. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, and I actually heard somewhere recently that for privateers and the EWS, Nuke Proof's the number one brand. It, I would interesting. Yeah, I'd probably imagine it is. Yeah, I think it. I think if you're a private, if you're a privateer, going and buying a bike that you want to race for a year for the money you're gonna if you're spending that sort of money on, on a bike you're gonna go and buy what's proven to win races and prove mm. you can it's you've seen it if you've seen it has results and see you know it's it can it can do what you want it to do so in the end it's not right you can never blame the bike or give excuses because there's other people buying it in top threes constantly top tens constantly on on that mm. on that bike mm-hmm. yeah for sure now uh did the guys give you a choice of wheel size or anything yeah so we had we had a choice of we've obviously the choice of the size of frame that you want and then the the wheel, chai, the wheel size choice so mm. i have this year i'm riding a, a large uh large 29er okay. in the mega. right have you been on 29ers before 
yeah, last year my 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 Mondrigger last year was a was a twenty nine inch. That was the first time I'd moved over to the twenty nine inch wheels. Okay, cool. Um, so you're sticking with those. So you obviously like you like the feel of the twenty nine ers. Yeah, I think the benefits outweigh the negatives. Like for what we do, it makes sense. Uh, obviously, it depends on you, your size and various other things. Whether you can get on with it, and whether the wheel size is too big for you. But I think for me. My height and my size, the benefits far outweigh the, the negatives of it. So it's definitely yeah. the way to go. Yeah, it's interesting because I've been on a couple of 29ers in the past and I never really got on with them. I just felt I just felt they wanted to go straight. You know, there there wasn't enough play in them or so. But then David Chain Reaction Cycles in Belfast there lent me the Nuke Proof re, uh, Reactor. Yep. Slightly shorter travel, 140 up front, 130 in the rear, but it's a 29er. But, dude, that did not feel like a 29er, that bike. That was so cool. That, that was such a playful bike, that thing. Yeah, you were able to, you were able to throw it about and do as you... You were able yeah. to ride the bike rather than the bike sort of riding you or taking control of you sort of way. Exactly, exactly. And I remember saying uh, to my buddy that I was out with, see, after five minutes, I, f- I forgot I was on a 29er. I think that's the other side of it. It's it's like a lot of stuff. It's in your it's it's a mental aspect as well. If if someone hands you a twenty nine and in your head you have a mental block of oh this is twenty nine inch waves, I don't like this, blah blah blah. You already go out with that mindset of it and no matter if you can be riding absolutely terrible, but it's the bike's fault because these the wheels are a couple <laughs> of inches a couple of the wheels are a couple of inches bigger. But that's yeah, like that that's always the case, but Generally, I think if you get onto it with a fresh mindset, it might take a couple of runs to get dialed in and get the hang of. It does ride a bit differently, and mm-hmm. especially on the corners and everything, but the amount of speed it can carry in other areas and on rough terrain, it, it it's phenomenal. Like It does. It rolls a lot, lot better, and I definitely think it's, for racing, for, racing for me, it's uh, it's better than the 27.5. Yeah, cool. Have you had a chance? Because I know you've only got your bike there. Have you had a chance to go out on it yet? <laughs> Literally this morning. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I seen dirty photos in your Instagram feed. <laughs> yeah, it's it's always a shame when you have to dirty a brand new bike. <laughs> I, didn't, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't want to take it out and get it mucky. It was too nice to look at. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How did but, it go? How did it feel initially? Uh, absolutely fantastic so we went down the money scalp i don't know if you've ever rode no, a couple of trails no. in money scalp it's just up from tullymore but it kind of you can park the van more or less at the bottom of the trail which is a good thing if you're getting a, if you're trying to set a bike up and set suspension up and mm, get a feel okay. of it but also the trails in there have a bit of it oh, in my in my view they have a bit of everything the top section is in the trees it's the first bit's quite Pedley with a couple of corners and there's a, a jump and a couple of like, sort of slippy off camber berms and then you uh, you go through in the open section where the track gets extremely like, very rough it's been all eroded away by the water and it gets very rough and very rocky and very technical with a couple of sort of harsh compressions and harsh drops okay. so it has it has a bit of everything which is which is what you want to get the feel of a bike and get the bike set up and working because you can you can get it working over everything that you need it to so it was it's it was it's in my eyes it's a good spot to go and to go and do that and have a play about with a bike. Yeah, yeah. And you obviously know the trails as well, so that helps also, right? Yeah, yeah, you're not going somewhere completely blind. So 
so I went we were there some, went down this morning done about must have done about 68 runs maybe uh, down through my scalp and I'd I'd really only taken had taken the bike and uh, went over everything uh, set my handlebars and uh, brake levers and how I wanted it the, the seat post height how I wanted and then I just put in the base settings for the the Fox suspension in the front and rear so I put the base in for my weight and for how I like to ride and stuff like that there and I went out and literally the only after I'd done that the only thing I changed today was I increased the the air pressure in the rear shock about 10 PSI mm-hmm. and the bike has felt more or less bang on from the from the word go so it's just now it's just now a matter of getting more and more comfortable on it and getting up the speed again mm-hmm. yeah and none of the chain reaction mechanics were with you doing this or anything no you set it up yourself not yeah not not today no i think down the line at some stage they they're gonna they will do something like that but uh today it was just i went out and wanted to i have an idea of how i like a bike to to work and ride for myself and have a good idea from over the years working on motorbikes bikes and other things what mm-hmm. what way the suspension needs to be and set and everything so uh today i just done that myself and got a good feeling got a good a good base that i felt was comfortable with uh yeah. for, for riding over the next one cool man cool and you know chain reaction obviously support you they give you the bike and the riding gear um and a professional team there of maintenance and everything else behind you um what do they expect from you was there anything chatted there can you go into detail uh, on that and tell us or there's no the guy the guys there aren't right aren't putting pressure on any of us. Uh, we're there to we're there to promote the brands. We're there to promote Chain Reaction, promote Nuke Proof, uh, promote the various kit and stuff we have and stuff like that there and and then doing all that that's through my basically mostly through social media trying to trying to help promote stuff and uh, and get people get stuff out there and show people what the stuff can do and that it that it is stuff's good uh away from that there obviously the best way to promote stuff again is is race results and showing that the bike you're on and what you're doing is is doing well and, and uh everything is going well but we obviously we don't know what's happening with a race scene yet so mm. mostly it's mostly it's social media and just getting out there and promoting promoting everything the guys the guys have and this and the bike and and what the shop uh, sells and has everything in there but there really isn't they don't there's no there's no pressure dave and jack and the guys haven't they don't put pressure on us and we're just we're there to also enjoy it and and uh, make the most of everything really yeah yeah and you know that's what i hear about the, the belfast team set up there that there is no real pressure and obviously they want you to get good results but that's why they have kind of signed you on you know because they know you're more than capable um which is cool do you find yourself personally because you're part of this team now do you feel any more pressure does it does it help or does it hinder a little bit you know what what do you how do you look upon that uh me personally i probably put more pressure on myself anyway no matter what i don't i don't think I don't think there'll be a change from the pressure I was feeling on myself, say, coming into 2020, uh, compared to going into 2021 now with the deal behind me and stuff like that. There, uh, I don't think I don't feel like 
I have to perform to do well because all this is here. I still want to do well for myself and I'm a competitor. That's I like the race, I like to get results, I like to win. So I don't I don't feel like that'll change for me with all that. And because the guys there aren't putting pressure on you, that's not running over in your head all the time. You're not thinking, I have to do this or that because because that's what's expected of me or anything like that there. It's yeah. more just that's more just my personal personal stuff. Mm-hmm. do you think do you think it actually makes you more competitive you know you have this team behind you i'm not saying they're pressurizing you for results but you've got a good team you've got the best of gear you've got everything in place now do you think because all those elements have come together that it makes you more determined you know you won't miss that next gym session you're more determined to get out on your bike you're more determined to do well do you, do you think along those lines yeah, I think I would probably agree with that. Yeah, that you, for me, you don't want to, you don't want to be seen as in you don't deserve to have had the opportunity you're getting, in in a certain way, and people looking at you and going, especially me, I've I haven't been at this that long. I'm probably still not that well known through this scene because it hasn't been that long, so. You, you don't want people thinking, how's he got that, or why is he on that team, or why has he got that ride, and that sort of stuff. So they probably, a pro- yeah, you. Pro- I probably put more pressure on myself to make a bigger effort to make it look like I deserve to be where I am and what I'm getting. Mm. I think that's a very healthy thing. Yeah, yeah. It's all. It's all, any any form of motivation is a good thing because it helps take you to the next level, whether it's competitors uh, anything like that there any any form of motivation is is healthy and helps spur you on and makes you makes you more competitive to want to do well and get those results yeah yeah cool man cool uh now when we chatted last uh the last time you're on the show back in 2019 you were kind of quite new to it you hadn't uh, well I don't want to say you weren't really taking it serious because you had freaking unbelievable results you know you were like third first first fourth you were just anyway so to say you weren't taking it serious probably, <laughs> probably I, was, yeah, well, <laughs> I probably i came in i i came in that first race in 2019 having no expe- expectations having never done this having it was all new to me i wasn't coming in there i wasn't coming in there going right i've done this is what I'm doing now. I've I've done this training. I've done this. I've done plenty of time on the bike. I know what's going on here. I hadn't I, I hadn't a clue. I honestly hadn't. I didn't I didn't really have a clue at that first round. Really, what was what was going on? I just was there with the guys I was friendly with and and gave it a crack and gave it a go. And it all kind of fell into place after that. Probably from the first after the first round, I was taking it serious because it's like right, hold on a minute. I can be competitive here. Yeah. That's let's give it a go I've like competitive natures in me from the years of competing so after that first round I realised right you can do something here so let's give it a go and then I kind of knuckled back down and started doing more like, training specifically towards that and towards racing and towards things and started working on stuff and after that there, I, I enjoyed what I was I enjoyed what I was doing I enjoyed all the events but I was still I was still there to try and get a result no matter what. I think that's just in my nature. That I wasn't there thinking I don't care where I finish. That's mm-hmm. that I didn't want I, I still want to do as well as I can. So there was no I wasn't being 
lax in any form that way. Yeah, yeah. So from that time until now, have you been doing anything differently since we last chatted regarding training and off-season stuff? Uh, I've probably put a, a bit more focus into specific. This is the last, since we last spoke, obviously I went through an off-season to get ready for 2020, which didn't happen, and now we're back in an off-season again. Mm. Uh, so for Lee's, I was training more specifically towards mountain biking and cycling mm-hmm. and, and those specific needs, whereas that first year I came in there, I'd just been doing, I'd finished riding trials and finished riding bikes, and fair enough, I had a good base from doing all that and a good fitness level, but it wasn't specific. So I've been working on that sort of stuff, whoever's in the in the gym doing specific sessions that are going to help me towards what's needed on a mountain bike for power-wise and strength-wise and that sort of stuff. And then apart from that there, with this time of year especially, I've been getting on Zwift and getting stuck into a bit of turbo training on Zwift and put myself in a bit of a pain cave there the odd time when you're sitting in your living room, start, sitting in the living room staring at a TV and the sweat's running off you and all you want to do is collapse on the floor, but that, that, that's, that's a bit more specific. I'm, I'm, I'm quite lucky that way that my, my brother's doing a, his master's this year in strength and conditioning over in uh, Lockborough in England, which is one of the, it's the best uh, sports universities in, in the UK. Right. Uh, and that's what he wants to do. He wants to get into being a strength and conditioning coach and stuff. And, uh, He's working his place and stuff this year. He's working with uh, an Olympic team and has has knowledge of all that sort of stuff. So wow. it's 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 really I I'm very lucky to have that side of it as well. To someone who is studying that and has that knowledge of what is needed for specific sports and and can help me and help guide me there of mm-hmm. how to go about it and help me with a program and help me nail stuff so so we can. So that is that's very useful for myself. Yeah, perfect, perfect, man. And what's your what's your training schedule like? You know, do you go in the gym three times a week, four times a week? Do you try and get out on the bike so many times? What what way do you kind of schedule it? This over, I got I got back into the gym sort of September time. Uh, I wasn't doing a lot of bike riding in between those sorts of times, so I was sort of doing maybe three three strength sort of sessions in the gym a week, and then. That sort of September, October time, I still maybe go out in the road bicycle and doing some miles there on the hardtail, but not a whole lot. And then doing uh, a bit of running here and there, but it was mostly focusing on building that strength and power aspect back up and spend that first session doing a, a solid block of strength work. So that's what I've been focusing on now or up until now. Mm-hmm. This, <clears throat> everything at home here where we're going to, we're now going to now I go back into another six week lockdown and we had a two week supposed lockdown there not that long ago as well mm-hmm. where gyms and everything close I've kind of maybe I would like to do more strength work I wouldn't be I'd be probably carrying on the January the middle of January with that if gyms were still open but with how things are going I'll probably now sort of move my focus to doing a lot more time on Zwift and, and building that aspect of it that high threshold training and, and uh, high anaerobic training up uh, mm. which is more bike related now and get stuck in that a bit earlier now that we can't we don't have gyms and, and then maybe throw in a 
the odd strength session here and there with some of the stuff I have at home. Yeah. Yeah. It's difficult when they close gyms and stuff, especially when you're in a nice routine and things like that. On your Swift, do you do you enter at races with the other guys and stuff? I, I haven't yet. One of the guys I'm fairly friendly with, Ben, he, uh, he rides, Ben Irwin, he rides for Mac Monkey. Yeah, yeah. He, he does a lot, of, or he has done even last year, he done a lot of Zwift and was doing a lot of the races a couple of times a week. So I probably will start that up because obviously with how things are going, we can't really maybe meet up and do bits and pieces. So there's a social aspect of it as well. We can get on there and, and go for a ride or do a race. And you have that competitive nature in you again. It's good to have that competitive mm-hmm. nature as part of training because some of the races on it are absolutely brutal. You can... You can put yourself in the pain cave watching a <laughs> flipping a game on the TV as if you're playing PlayStation, but your 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 legs are screaming at you. Yeah. But it's a, it is a good platform for for all that sort of stuff. So I would I'm gonna give I'm gonna give a couple of races a go and and try that all out as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like I know Glenn O'Brien and all the boys are on it, you know, and you know what those guys are like when they get together. So. You're, yeah, in for a, seen, you're in for a competition, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's, I've seen I've seen them guys all, all on there, yeah, and and doing that and getting having we race meetings and doing bits and pieces like. But that that's that's good. It's <clears throat> you're meeting up and no matter what, here we are. If you're friends or whatever, we're all racers, so you you want to win. You, you're trying to you put yourself you put yourself right at that limit to try and to try and get one over on them. So that's a that's a good way to go about it because you can still have that competitive nature with someone. Aye, totally, totally. And it'd be good to be part of that crowd and, as you say, have the community thing there as well, you know. Um, yeah, that's a good crack. Even with, <clears throat> even with everything that is now, going back into this new lockdown, the original lockdown we had in the summer for COVID was all right. We had, we had fantastic weather. When I finished up work, you just the rest of the day where it was light and warm and everything, you'd go out for a ride on your bike, you'd go outside and do things. Now, when the gyms were open, it was good because when you finish up work, you can go down to the gym and get your training done. That gets you out of the house. That gets you into a different environment, something something new. Mm-hmm. When the gyms aren't there, if if you weren't if you weren't motivated and you weren't someone that makes yourself go and do things and stuff, you could you could easily spend a week in the house without ever going over the door. You could. There's not nothing's open, nothing's going on. So you could you could easily wake up, get on the computer here at home, start working, finish at four o'clock. It's dark outside, and then go down and sit and watch TV for the rest of the night. So that I think that's also been. I felt that in that last way two weeks stint there where gyms closed that you can lose a bit of motivation sometimes there mm-hmm. because you're not able to get out of the the environment you are in you, you can't, you're not gonna be able to get out and clear your head and do see something new you're stuck in the same four walls so that that could be a thing with these next six weeks but that so that social so that social aspect on Zwift can be massive so yeah. you can you can have something organized for six o'clock or seven o'clock at night and you go and you get on the bike and you have that social thing where your mind is focused on doing a race or that whole that whole thing so that's that's good you need to clear your head and get away from get away from the work environment and when it's in the house sometimes that can be bad as well mm-hmm. yeah yeah and i suppose it's kind of like having a gym train you know somebody you train with that if you've said to the guys look well, i'll see you in swift at seven then you kind of got to show up you know what i mean whereas if you're just going on yourself 
it's too easy to say, ah, I'll do it. I'll do it in half an hour, and then half an hour turns into three hours, and then before you know it, it's time for bed, you know? Yeah, that's that's exactly it. Same as if you're going for a ride on a on a Saturday morning. If you've if you've organised to pick someone up, or you've organised to go and meet someone there to go and ride your bike, you're not gonna. You're less likely to to jump ship and not show. Mm. Whereas if you if you said to yourself and Friday, oh, the weather's good on Saturday, I'm going to drive an hour and a half down the road here and go and ride here on my own for a while to get out and get a bit of training in and and stuff like that. There, you could. Your alarm could go off on Saturday morning, and you roll over and hit snooze, and end up messing it or not 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 going there. Sometimes yeah. that, that it's it's it can be hard to motivate yourself to do stuff on your own at times, no matter how much you enjoy it. So having someone else there holding you liable for what you're doing nearly is a is a good way to ensure you you get stuck in and get it done. Yeah, that's it for sure, man, for sure. Uh, let's chat a little bit about next season. Um, what uh, what have you any goals set for twenty twenty one or what would you like to achieve? Uh, I suppose at home here at home races, uh, been on a podium I've had overall. Uh, I finished like been on a podium overall, then finished third overall in an event. I've had stage wins overall, but I haven't won an overall race. I haven't been fastest man overall. From or fastest man or woman overall on the day from from anyone, so I think that that's a goal to to tick that. I've, I've done everything else. I've, I can I've shown that I can win. I can win. I can beat everyone. I've done it. I've done it on stages. So just put the whole piece of the puzzle together and go out and being able to take a take an overall race win on the day uh, would be a goal that that would be building on from what we've done here the last sort of year. Mm-hmm. year year or so that we've had uh away from that there i'd like to go and do there's an ews run in scotland this year if races go ahead and everything happens I, I want to try and get an entry for that get over there and get into that scene and see where we are and see what's going on maybe maybe another one of those or maybe a european round somewhere else in europe uh i have an entry I had an entry last uh, for 2020 for the, the British National uh, Championship race, and it's carried over to this year. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try and go in that go there and do that and see where we sort of see where we finish or what we can do within the UK as a whole. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, so that that's kind of major things. I'd, I'd love to if everything goes right. I'd love to jump in the jump in the van and disappear to Europe for three weeks or a month and take in maybe a couple of European races or a couple of other races out there if we can. Mm-hmm. It's just trying to find a sort of a, that a free week or a month period in the calendar that doesn't clash with other stuff at home. Yeah. But I'd like I'd like to make that happen and while I'm out there get a few races in. So it's it's just a the goals are maybe this year for see more just to, to carry on seeing progression, see what we're to prove that what I'm doing and what the way I'm going about things is is working. So Go to Lucy Gate with an EWS if we can, see how we get on. Go to the British National Race, see how we get on. And then at home here, see if we can carry on proving and, and stay on the podium and, and try and get those overall wins. Yeah. The, the likes of the EWS thing, is that something that Chain Reaction would support as well? No, we're, we're in a, it's a, it's a sort of, way everything's working, we're on the local sort of, 
team mm-hmm. for here yeah. at home. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure the guys will do as much as they can for that sort of stuff. And there is a chain reaction, obviously a pro team. They probably could figure something out that if we needed help or needed a bit of mechanic work or something when we're yeah. there. Yeah. We could probably probably figure that out. And obviously like there's guys from here all involved. So I'm sure we could that could all be made happen and, and people would definitely help you out. Just in general as a community is everyone does trying to help everyone out in the mountain bike community. So I'm sure I'm sure we can make stuff happen happen there with all that. Yeah, uh, but the 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 thing, the, the main thing for for our team and everything that's going on is the is the scene at home and here in uh, Northern Ireland and Ireland more or yes. less. Yes, no, to focus on that for sure. Yeah, no, but I was just thinking, you know, if if a couple of you just head out from here, if if the guys, um, the EWS Pro team there, Keelan and the guys, if they would, you know help you with some mechanic and if you needed it or some spare parts or something like that i'm sure you just could make something like that happen no i'd, I'd say something would happen because keelan's a keelan's a, for a start keelan's on the team and keelan's a good guy and uh we all sort of know each other so if something was there you could maybe you could go and have a word and ask some advice or mm-hmm. ask someone help you out with something i'm sure that wouldn't that wouldn't be an issue so they'd be able to do something for you and help you out yeah definitely is the ews something you would like to do more of would you like to be competing at that level yeah i think i think i said on the on the original podcast as well i think it's if you're interested in bikes no matter what age you are kind of through this sort of my story it's still like you, the dream is still always to race bikes professionally and race bikes at that at the highest level at the pinnacle of the sport you're involved in so yeah I'd, I'd love to i'd love to go and give it a crack and uh, get out there and maybe do one or two this year and, and see how we fare up and see what sort of way we can set and then from that again that will give you a base and something to build on and an understanding of what the level is and where you need to be and how how much harder you need to push at that level mm-hmm. it's yeah we're also very lucky here that at home all our pro riders at home generally do race at home when they're here like Kaylin all race in the first track series and yeah. Greg and Kelly and everyone there, they all they'll race in the if they're ho- if they're home and available, they're generally at a at a at a gravity event if it's on because racing is the perfect the best form of training effectively to get you in that mindset. So we're kinda lucky at home that those guys do that. You can you can you can gauge yourself from that as well. And you're if you're racing the guys here locally at home, you you know I'm that far off the pace or I'm that sort of close to the pace. So we're quite lucky in that aspect that you can get an understanding of that as well. Yeah. No, that's very handy, isn't it? That you can race against those guys and see where you're sitting, really. Yeah, you can you can see just how much more further on they are than you. Or you can you obviously can learn a lot from them. Like they're in, you're in and around them on practice mm-hmm. days and everything. And they're all very, very approachable. Like they're all fantastic people. Like none of them were ever, if you ever go and ask, for a word of advice or go and talk like no one's no one's ever gonna say no to you like they're all really good guys so yeah, yeah that, that we are very lucky out there and our how the sport is here and how the community is here that we can we can do that and we have guys like that yeah definitely man no it's so cool it's so cool um so you're off season chris any anything planned for any trips abroad or anything like that or are you wanting to go to morzine or some of these big parts I'd I'd love to. It'd be a perfect time to go and do an off season. But I think we're between the fact that I work because I because I still work full time, 
I, I am working full time. Between that and the whole COVID situation, it's probably not going to happen. Mm. Due to isolations when you come home and due to how everything is, seems to be flaring back up again. And then the other side of it is with work, my the holidays that I've got and worked to use for 2021, I it's it's more beneficial for me to keep those holidays to use to get to races, to get yeah. to an EWS if I can get an entry or and go to or go to Europe for two or three weeks if possible and fit in a few races. Uh, so if I if I try to do that to get an off season uh, and get away from the weather we have here to get a lot more riding and it would it would eat up a, a massive chunk yeah. of those of those holidays and yeah would, that's, that's that's that, tough that's, that's tough that, man that's a, that's the that's kind of the balance I suppose when anyone who is a privateer type racer or anyone who does it you have to balance a full time career around what your other love in life is or what you're trying to do and on the other side of your life uh that that's that's why it, that's why it is hard for people to to make that to make that break because you do have to balance it it's not like you can wake up i can't wake up in the morning and go right it's a good day i'll go out first thing in the morning here and i'll go for a bike ride and do some time on my bike uh and then come back in the evening get some food have a way to sleep or do whatever and then go and do a, a gym session that evening but that's not possible for that's not possible for me uh with work but even i listen to your your podcast with uh, Oshin the other week and it's kind of similar to him because he's still at school he's he's a full time racer but he's still at school so like he said on his podcast with you he can't ride his bike during the week it's with a dark night it's not possible when he comes by the time he gets home from school and does that there the only thing the time he has on the dark nights it's just get in the gym and get your training done there that's kind of the same as the same as myself when you when I finish up work, it is it's dark outside. I'm not going to really get out for a ride. It's that beneficial for me. Yeah. On on trails, uh, so really all you can do is is get into the gym and make sure you're putting put 100 in there. Yeah, it's tough, man. It's tough, and you know you having to save up your holiday time from work to race is tough too. You know it's it's difficult when your mates come to you and say, "Here, Chris, you fancy a cheap week in Tenerife or something?" You know what I mean? And you you simply can't do it. Like it's it would be if yeah, if someone says, "Do you fancy a cheap week here in Tenerife?" And you go, "I'd absolutely love to. I'd love to get away from minus. It was minus four here this morning at my house. I'd love to get away from from that and, and go and go out there and be in the sunshine." But no, you just it's it's not possible but there's always that balance and I think I've always had that like when we we're riding when I was riding trials and different things people might say even not even a night out your friends might be going for a night out of the week uh, and doing what everyone does at 17, 18, 19, 20, 21 type thing and you just had to say no yeah, all right, well, I, I had to say no I just said no I have an Irish championship or I have something on and something <laughs> I'm not I'm not going to Belfast to, to spend half a lot of money on a lot of drink and and sacrifice this side of it so yeah. there is there's 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 pros and cons but it depends what sort of person you are and what you want out of your life you, you, there's plenty of time on an off season if you want to go enjoy yourself to you enjoy yourself and and take that and do yeah. things so you let this the other side of it is racing racing is what you love to do you love being around bikes and riding bikes so that is it's kind of a it's not a holiday but it is a holiday like I, yeah. I'd, I'd far rather have my holidays spent 
flying or driving out to Europe somewhere to go to a race in the sunshine and that and be involved in around bikes and to be fair, bikes take you to some pretty special places in the world. Like if I was going on holiday to go and chill out and get some sun, you wouldn't see half the stuff. You're going to be there by a pool or on a beach somewhere type thing, taking it easy. I'd far rather be in the mountains and seeing some of the scenery and some of the places that are pretty epic and where yeah. where you can't get with bikes. So I'd rather be uh, doing that anyway. It's kind of, yeah, it's it's weird. When you get into certain sports, holidays aren't the same. You know, you can't go and lie on a beach or lie at a pool. You're bored in a couple of hours. It's just not the same, man. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a set about person. Even at home, I can't. Yeah. I I struggle to. I struggle to not be productive, which can be bad as well because you can't. You struggle to switch off and do have that downtime. But yeah, I, if I go on holiday, I if I lie, if I'm at a pool for over an hour, like I'm bored out of my head and <laughs> I need to be doing something. You start so doing long. <laughs> that's not even a joke <laughs> yeah there's, there's only so often there's only so long i can do land on a on a larger in the sun and i'm not to be fair i don't deal with the heat that well either so if it's absolutely roasting i'm lying there going i can't deal with this it's far too warm for me i don't want to <laughs> i can't do this so i'd far rather be doing something active or something productive than than lie by a pool and and switch off for a while but that is, uh, that's, that's, that's a bad thing as well everyone needs some downtime and be able to switch off sometimes yeah yeah true true um now before i let you go chris you got a van you converted it into a camper van tell me a wee bit about van life it's very popular at the minute right yeah it's took off it's hard to believe that maybe five years ago if you if someone said that Everyone in their twenties would be wanting to buy vans and live in vans and travel about in vans. Everyone would look at you, you had two heads. It wasn't the lame thing, but it sort of became fashionable now, I suppose, in a way. Yeah. Uh, everyone seems to like that freedom and stuff, and that is the beauty of it. Uh, it's kind of always been in me because I've always been around it. And when we were kids, we used to go to France every year and in a motorhome and stuff, and that was our that was our summer holidays. We went for two weeks or three weeks to France as a family and went carp fishing and ran about campsites and done all that so that's mm-hmm. all I, I've, I've always loved it and always wanted to get back to it and it can be expensive to go and do it and get a van and do stuff and i thought about it for the last maybe three or four years and eventually just went you know what saw that this is what i want to do i'm at the age of i want to go and do all these things so let's bite the bullet and, and do it uh, i haven't I obviously haven't got the europe or anything away in the van but with a cragging weekend uh, down in Wicklow riding bikes me and a, me and a group of friends they, one of my other friends also has a van so we took took both and went down and literally rode bikes and day to night for three days solid so went yeah. down on a Friday and rode joust and crone woods and it was fantastic and then went up and parked the van up above uh, McGinnis Lake and spent the night there with a barbecue and looking out over McGinnis Lake and taking in the views and that sort of stuff and then road bikes again all day the next day and stuff like that and i absolutely love it the freedom of it is fantastic if, if you look at the weather forecast and the weather's good you just decide right saw that and i'm going here and pack the van up jump in it and, and disappear oh, yeah. i think the last sort of good weather we had was a weekend in october uh i went down to fermanagh with a friend and literally we had everything with us we'd went down i had two kayaks in the back of my van along with two road bikes and 
various other bits and pieces and went down there and had a, done a lap of a logger on the, on the road bikes on one of the days and chilled out and had a bit of crack and then went for a swimming logger straight after. Uh, had a barbecue that night, chilled out. Next day then we we went down a different part of the lock and threw the kayaks in and went kayaking for the day and, and done all that sort of stuff. Like So it's absolutely fantastic. If, if it's in your head and someone wants to do it, I can't recommend it enough. Like you'll you'll not regret spending the money or anything like that. There, like your mm-hmm. the experiences you'll get from it completely outweigh the money sitting in the bank or staring at money. So you are you're far better off having a having a van there and being able to do that. Yeah, for sure, man. And you you converted your van yourself, right? No, I actually no? I didn't. Okay. I was I was planning on doing it, uh, but when I weighed it up, uh, I was able to get. We were able to find a van and get a van that was done. And to how we needed it, I looked at a few conversions already, and they wouldn't work because you need space for bikes. Yeah. So we needed that. That's a, obviously a big thing. I needed something. I needed something that I could fit mountain bikes, but could also fit motorbikes in it as well at the same time. Because we still are a family that are into our motorbikes and stuff like that. So this one came about, and it was the right money when I compared it to buying a van myself. The money it was going to cost me to buy a van myself and spending to convert it myself, mm-hmm. it, it, it worked out the better option to buy the one I was able to buy and the finish of it because it has it has a blow heater, it has hot water, it has everything. And if I was converting a van myself, I probably wouldn't have went to that extent. Yeah. So it's it worked out better for me in the long run to, to get one that was already there and the garage and it's absolutely huge. So. It's, it's that's more important in the living area. I can I can fit everything in there for for various activities, so it's perfect. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's the thing. When you look at a lot of them that are converted already, they don't have kind of garage spaces. They're more set up for living. Like you know, um, yeah. it, that's that's went, the issue. I I went I looked at another one that was converted, and it was converted just there was no garage space or anything, but it had a. It had a pop-up roof in it, obviously, and you can sleep in the pop-up. And I thought, this might work. This I might be able to work this that the bike can go in the living area when when, mm-hmm. uh, when you're sleeping and stuff because you've got the pop-up roof. And then when I when I went and looked at it, it wasn't it wasn't feasible. That just wasn't going to happen. And then when you start thinking about it really in detail, like when you have a, a mucky bike and all this carry on, the last thing you want to do is when throwing it in the living area of your van that you're trying to uh-huh. do everything else in and stuff. So it just didn't work. So the the garage space is is a key is a key mm-hmm. thing in it for for kit for multiple bikes for all the other bits and pieces that you need to carry with you for events and stuff that uh, mm-hmm. you need that space to separate the two to throw dirty clothes and dirty everything in there and, and keep your living area tidy and clean for for day to day use. Yeah, cool man, cool. What about the old toilet scenario? How do you <laughs> deal with that? I had they're in the van. There is a there is a port there is like a porta loo, I don't know what you call it, a porta loo, porta potty type uh-huh. type thing. So there is a there is a there is a there is a toilet there if if need be. Is that a fixed uh, thing or is that something you can take in and out? You can take it in and out, so you doesn't it doesn't have to be there. So it's there, but generally when you're out and about if you're at events, there's always toilet supplied in an event, so that's mm-hmm. no issue. If you're just going for a trip up the coast or say up, if I try to decide to go for a trip up the north coast and stuff like that there, the places you're generally going to park up for the night, a lot of them 
depending on where you're going to say, if we take White Rocks and Port Rush, for example, mm-hmm. there's there's public toilets, there's public toilets there and public showers, uh, or even Benone. I stayed a night at Benone that has public toilets and, and actually has public hot showers. You pay a pound and you get a 10 minute hot shower. That was fantastic. But the, so you can get around it. There's other things mm-hmm. like there's apps in your phone. There's an app in your phone called Park for Night, which tells you everywhere. It lists various camps, all the campsites in the area, but it also lists, lists various wild camping spots that you're find to park up for the night and stay for the night so cool that 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 that's that's really handy you can look through and go i want to go this area this spot looks fantastic let's go and stay here and do this so you can't you can't work around it all like you don't you try and avoid using the to avoid using the the, the toilet that you have in the van with you if you can <laughs> really like you don't want to be you want you want to be avoid you don't want people don't want to be emptying that sort of stuff like but uh you can work around it. There is there is plenty of ways you can work around it. So it is the other the one thing I need to figure out is I haven't got a shot. There's no shower in my van. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can buy various kits that you can uh, you can buy. There's loads of stuff you can buy. Things even from simple. It's a massive bag that you fill with water, and if it's a hot day, you can throw it on top of the van that heats up, and that's obviously a gravity fed thing to allow you to grab mm-hmm. a shower, stuff like that. You can fit a you can fit away a system to your your water tank and pressurize stuff and, and get something out there which is handy for giving a bike a quick rinse and giving yourself a quick wash and stuff like that yeah so I, I need it i need that's one thing i want to figure out as well but i'm when i'm when we're all away me and my friends we all we all like going for a swim so we like finding the river or finding the lake or somewhere to jump in and go for a wild a wild swim or a cold water swim and i enjoy all that sort of stuff so that that side of it's fine for when you don't have a shower you can that sorts everything out that way it's it's a bit different this time of year but <laughs> when when that when, when that comes down to it that's why i stayed at benone uh it uh, must have been like the end of october uh i've done a bit of surfing and stuff this first time i never i know you surf Gareth, but mm-hmm. it was my sort of first first time getting into it i rented a board and and had a go and uh Absolutely loved it, but after two hours in the sea, I was pretty damn cold. Yeah. Uh, so it was nice to be able to go down there to even have the the hot shower facilities where you, I think it's, it's a pound for ten minutes and just to go in there and wash and sort yourself out, especially when you're living in the van, but also to warm yourself up when I was when I was surfing that time. Aye, definitely. It makes a big difference. Yeah, it sounds great, man. It's something I'm planning on doing a wee bit more of. So I need to I need to get out there and start looking at some of these vans and stuff. But yeah, exciting times, man. Exciting times. Yeah, but, for, for, for you with a van and surfing, it's absolutely ideal. You can't you can't beat it. It'd be perfect. I definitely know that's the way it has to be um and it's so it's so much nicer for me when I can put bikes in there too because surfing's so fickle you know what I mean it's so hit and miss yeah whereas yeah. there's just so many conditions and as I've got older man I, I don't know it kind of bothers me more that you have to wait in certain wind conditions and certain swell directions and everything yeah, else if you're on well you go on there bang on the magic seaweed or whatever and you see the conditions are good the next day you nearly you can't you can't miss the opportunity because you don't know when the next time it'll be it'll be good sets and good stuff coming in whereas with the bikes you can fair enough if it's absolutely horrible outside you maybe don't want to but you can still crack on and do it whatever the weather and get out there yeah big difference yeah and then with the van it's also it's a lot handier 
transport and it's also a lot safer you're not if if you're have to stop somewhere calling a garage or do this or do that the van the van's locked and the bikes are locked up inside it and mm-hmm. that's a it's peace of mind that way too yeah for sure for sure all right but well listen um I know you're still stoked on racing and I know you're so excited to get, get back racing. So I'll simply not ask you that question. Um, <laughs> but uh, here, listen, good luck for 2021. I hope the race season happens in full and um, I hope you get to test that nuke proof out and stuff. But I'm so glad since we last chatted, I'm so glad that you've got on the Chain Reactions Belfast team because I certainly think it will really help your your racing out and being a part of that team and stuff um i think it's good for you it's good for the sport it's good for chain reaction um we need more riders like you in ireland so good luck for 2021 man i think it'll go well for you yeah thank you very much and i think one one other thing we we touched about i think on the original podcast you asked me do you reckon people look at glenn o'brien and people like that who are on a team and riding those sorts of, sort of bikes and then walk in the chain reaction shop in Belfast and ask for the bike that those guys are riding and mm. kind of maybe that's me now <laughs> I don't know yeah. if that's me now maybe maybe I'm on that team and people might look at what I'm I'm on and see the logo and go in there and ask for that sort of bike so that's that's been a big difference from the per- first podcast but no yeah. I think it's all going to it'll all be a massive it'll be a massive help no matter what to me it takes a lot of other thoughts and stuff off your head and you can solely focus on what you want to do in the task ahead so yeah. it'll definitely be a good thing no matter what and hopefully yeah. we get we get we get a full season in 2021 and, and make the most of the opportunity that's there mm-hmm. no i think it's a massive thing for chain reaction belfast to be sponsoring local guys and a local team like you know a big store like that is brilliant to be doing something like that because they could quite simply just say look you know, we don't need to do it. Why spend money, time, effort, everything else? We don't really need to do it. But fair play, they are doing it. And they're they're putting their money out there and they're helping young guys like yourself and Hannah and Joel and Beefy and everything else. And it's amazing. And they need something in return. So you riding nuke proofs and stuff, hopefully it will help guys see the bike, see what can be done on the bike and they can come up and have a chat to you guys. That's the beautiful thing. You're all very approachable. If they want to know more about the bike and what gear you're using, they can come and have a chat to you, and you guys will very, very kindly have a, have a word and tell them what you think, you know. So it's brilliant, man. It's a win-win. I think it's really good for our scene, just for the, the Irish scene, the Northern Irish scene, whatever. Just in general, I think it's really, really good. So congratulations, man. I'm glad you're part of it, like. Yeah, thank you very much. And yeah, like you say there, I think it is a, it's a win-win for everyone. Uh, like you say, the, the guys at Chain Reaction, they don't need to do what they do. There's guys will still go into the shop and buy bikes and yeah. do, do do stuff. Like they're, it's a big enough, they're the biggest brand in the world, biggest bicycle company in mm. the world, basically in that form. So they don't need to do it. So it's it's amazing that they are. They do. They're putting. They put back into the local scene and where the roots of chain reaction is and where the roots, roots of chain reaction are and even it's a local team uh chain reaction it's also a local company and the other side of it as well is nuke proof is also a local company nuke mm-hmm. proof is nuke proof designed in belfast by designers at crc so you're on a you're on a bike that was sort of born and been developed and i'm from belfast and stuff like that and for me it's also I live here in 
strayed for middle of nowhere, basically. But the original chain reaction started in Ballyneer. I don't know if you know that, which mm-hmm. is yeah, which is that's that's five minutes from my house. So wow, that's 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 pretty cool as well. That it's kind of went a bit through circle there in a way, as in they're putting back into the sport and it originated five minutes from where I where I live, where I've been brought up. So that's that's also pretty pretty cool as well. Ah, it's cool, man. It's very, very good. It's great to see. Um, so Chris, how can people follow you, best find you on socials and stuff like that? Uh, the best the best bet's probably Instagram. It's it's the biggest platform at the minute for everything. So if someone wants to get in contact with me, you can give me a follow on there and you can send me a message on there. I'm I'm only happy to reply to anyone or or talk to anyone if they if they want to ask me anything. So Instagram at Chris one two is is the best option. All right, bud. Nice one. Well, listen, thanks again for coming on, bro. And um, I will be speaking to you at some of the races, so we'll maybe get you on the behind the mic again for a quick five minute or that at that stage. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's no problem. It'll be good to see you at the races and getting involved and being around it all. Hopefully, all right, it all happens. Bro. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Let's fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. All right, mate. Here, enjoy the rest of your evening. Good luck, and um, I'll see you. I'll see you at the next race session. All right. Cheers, Gar. Thank you very much for having me on again. That's a wrap for episode 174. I hope you enjoyed that, folks. And as I say, that's part one of a short series I'm doing with the team riders from the Chain Reaction Cycles Belfast race team. So, Chris, thanks so much for coming on the show, mate. It was great to chat to you and get caught up with everything that's going on there with you. And um, I'll be sure to see you at some of the race events. Now, folks, if you want to know more about Chris, more about the Chain Reaction Cycles Belfast Race Team, just simply go to the show notes, mtb-tribe.com, search through the episodes there, and you will find Chris and plenty of other exciting stuff there to get stuck into, and you'll get socials for Chris and a little bit more about what we chat about on the podcast. Now, if you're enjoying the show and you want to show your support, the best way is simply by subscribing, rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Every one of your ratings helps boost us on Apple's algorithms and helps spread the good word about the show to more people. If you're not on Apple, don't worry. You can find and subscribe via Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean or whatever podcast platform you use. We also have a website, mtb-tribe.com, where you can find the complete bike catalogue, listen and download every show from there for free. You can also subscribe there and get one email per week with a quick and easy link to listen to the show. If you want to get in contact, you can find us on social media at MTV Tribe on Instagram and Facebook, or if you prefer to email me, you will find me at info at mtb-tribe.com. That's all we have this week, but I will be back next week with another episode of the MTB Tribe podcast where we'll be chatting with another member of the Chain Reaction Cycles Belfast race squad there. So until that time, as always, get the bikes out, hit the trails and stay MTB stoked.